Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. This segment of Faith Talk Live brought to you by America's Benefit, LLC. Comprehensive health care coverage for 30 to 60% less. Online at OurPlanRocks.com. From our seventh floor studio in Buckhead, this is Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe. Can you believe it? It's Monday. No, it's Monday. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Monday, Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I am Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. Happy Monday. In the green room, Dr. David Delk. This guy, is he on staff here? I think he is. He's here yeah. like every every week. We made him an intern, so uh, <laughs> hopefully he'll get us some an coffee. Intern. He's our <laughs> candle lighter. Yes, he is. Speaking of candle lighters, he was at the gala on uh, Saturday night. I think he bid on that uh, year supply of scented candles. Scented didn't candles. He? I don't Did think he, he wanted those. He got in a bidding war with a lady there. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, lady. <laughs> I want those candles. Jimmy Starnes uh, with the good doctor. Uh, Jimmy is a life coach uh, helping leaders and teams maximize their potential. I like the way you, you said and that. I, you like that? Maximize. It's almost like, who was the guy that used to do the uh, announcing for the Hall of Justice, the cartoon? Um, Not his name, but you can do his voice really good. Yeah. That's who I'm actually trying to do. You're, You're doing better do. than I do. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what he used to say. Meanwhile, back at the Hall of Justice. Gosh, I yeah. love that. Will you record that for me? I'll, I will. And then when people call me on my cell phone, then that will come on. <laughs> that, that'll be your ringtone. <laughs> I'm talking to Superman! (laughs) What a great day. It is Monday, and uh, today is National Cheeseburger Day. Is it? Yes. I want a cheeseburger. That sounds good. me too. One cheeseburger, one Pepsi, one cheese. Cheeseburger. (laughs) One cheeseburger, one Pepsi. Cheeseburger. Cheeseburger, 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 four Pepsi, two cheese. Cheeseburger, cheeseburger, cheeseburger. I had a cheeseburger (laughs) yesterday. It was a blue cheeseburger. Hmm. I had left it out for some time. Oh, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> Thank you very much. What is it about uh, cheeseburgers that that is so good? They're just so delicious. Yeah, well, I mean, depending on where you get it. Some of them aren't quite so delicious. I but... went to a sports bar yesterday, mm-hmm. and uh, there were TVs. Obviously, there are TVs in sports bars. Right. right. And every game that was going on around 1 or 2 o'clock, and some guy who was a Pittsburgh Steeler fan was mm-hmm. just... He should have gone. One of those else. guys. Yeah, yeah, he was like loud and yeah, ah, those Pittsburghers louder than Elijah, my son, who was wearing everything Falcons. Really? Yeah, and he should have because last night they won. So, and it was the uh, that was their first night, first game. Yeah. in the Benz. The uh, Benz. Are they calling it the Benz or is that my name I, for it? I, I think that's probably what the nickname is going to be. Yeah, the Benz. Yeah. Have you been to the Benz? Going to the Benz. Do you have the Benz? <laughs> no. Yes, I, I do. That in a while. I'm 57. <laughs> I've had the Benz for a while. I'm much better now. I'm regular. Thank you. Speaking of birthdays, Robert Blake, 84. Can you believe that? Robert Blake. Are you old enough to remember? You don't even know who Robert Blake is. Do I do. You? I just I'm trying to remember what he what he was in. Um, Beretta. Beretta. Oh yeah. He was okay. a child star back in the when was that? He was Mickey on the Little Rascals. The the original oh, wow. Little Rascals. Yeah. 
but it was at the tail end of the little rascal's uh, career. He mm-hmm. was he was Mickey, but he's eighty four. Wow, Beretta, uh, Frankie Valley, mm-hmm. seventy eight. Still singing high up there. Are you still singing um, Frankie Valley songs, Four Seasons songs to Kathy? Uh, not often. No, <laughs> she doesn't like it when I sing songs to her. Yeah, I just realized somebody's missing. Tiana, where is she? Uh, well, I don't know. She said she, she was had star bizzle with our uh, our always stand. I just love it when they just throw EAS tests on just for the fun of it. Oh, no, that wasn't a test. That was me. I had a burrito on the side of the cheeseburger. Is that what I was smelling? Okay. Excuse me. Yes, back to Tiana. I'm not sure. uh, She said she was going to be gone today, but I'm not sure where she is. Okay. So she's. I'm uh, sure she's down in Florida or something. Should we just cancel the show? We probably should. She's not here. I know. If there's no princess, there's no real show. Okay. Let's rub it in tomorrow when she gets back. She will be back, right? I hope so. Sometimes they don't come back. I know. Especially if they go somewhere. More fun. <laughs> Kara Livgren, uh, former Kansas uh, guitar player, 68. He lives in South Georgia. Hmm. Did you know that? I did not. Yeah. I worked... So he doesn't live in Kansas? No. Okay. <laughs> he may yeah. have at one time. I'm yeah. not sure. I used to work at a station on the south side, mm-hmm. and he would actually call up. Uh, well, we thought it was him. He would say it was Kara Livgren. Yeah. And he had a farm in South Georgia. He was a, I'm not sure what kind of farm it was. Hmm. If it was uh, leafy green plants or... No, Onions, she... maybe. <laughs> Goats. Or was it the wacky weed? Oh, well, could have been that. Or what was that? The devil's lettuce. Like, uh, <laughs> it could have been the devil's lettuce. No, I think it was like potatoes or, or something like that. What a great, uh, speaking, we were talking about the gala mm-hmm. over the weekend. You and I were the were the auctioneers. You you did marvelous. You, you, it's, you it's did almost, marvelous. It's almost like you had done it before. I, actually, I have. I have done it's that. It's a before. little. I was in. I was a little anxious. I don't know if you could tell or not. I was a little anxious because just because. Yeah. You got two hundred and fifty people in there. Yeah. And uh, these are important people, like Sam Olins from 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 Kennesaw KS, State. Yeah. KSU. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice guy. Yeah. I'm a little intimidated with those type of people. And uh, so you and I up there, you did well. Thanks we had we had a fun a fun time, and I think the highlight. Uh, Kaylee, my daughter, came with me, and uh, the highlight for her was when you called. I thought the, her name was Taylor. It's not <laughs> yeah. Taylor. Well, according to somebody, does. Uh, but her, the highlight for her was when you called the Atlanta Ballet the Atlanta Buffet. <laughs> that was accident. <laughs> I would have just moved on. I know. Well, you know, I had to call you out on it, but there it is, right in front of me. The it Atlanta said Buffet. Ballet. Yeah. I can't believe I said buffet. That I I would rather go to the Atlanta Buffet personally is that, than the Atlanta Ballet. Is that the one Doctor Delk won the ballet? Because you know it he's into been. the ballet. Yeah, he really he loves to watch the ballet and was, smell candles. Was he ever in the ballet? Mm, you know that would be interesting. We'll ask him that. Does he wear those? Yo- was that those aren't yoga pants? Those guys wear? Is it? No, those are. What are those? Uh, they're things that men shouldn't wear. Really, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Great night, though. I I wish I would have had the funds to bid on the Glocks and yeah. uh, one of the trips and the Braves things. The but, trip to Italy and yeah. a trip to Mexico. Oh man, rescuing hope. Susan Norris. Those guys did. Uh, I love those guys. Hopefully, we can get um a, get a um a total on uh, what what did they need? They needed like what fifty to a hundred thousand. I think it was a hundred thousand dollars to get this uh, curriculum for middle schoolers. That you know, wanted. we've talked to her many times. And I knew that she was that, you know, Rescuing Hope was doing amazing things. But really that night 
I really, really realized mm-hmm. that this was bigger than auctioning off quilts yeah. or, you know, eight by tens of you and I. Right. This no. was really. This is big stuff. Yeah, this is big. She's stuff, got a great so. team there for sure. Yeah, she does. Love her to pieces. And uh, speaking of big stuff. Big Stuff, coming in the studio in seconds right after. Big Stuff, is that his new nickname? No longer Dr. David Doe? <laughs> hey, Big Stuff, can you put him on the mic over there so he can't reach me? Yeah, okay. we, we can do that. Sure, Let's talk not? to Big Stuff and uh, Jimmy Starnes. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, FCA, of course. Talk about life coaching, helping leaders and teams with Jimmy Starnes. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Life. Today. Right here from the palatial 7th Floor Studios in Buckhead, it's Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan. Are you okay, Rick? <laughs> That's what happens when you're 57 and somebody plays a ZZ Top bumper. Look out! Shark dressed man. Mm-hmm. That's right. That must have been about you, big stuff, huh? That's it. Yeah. Big stuff here, Dr. Big David Delka. Welcome to Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. All these intros are for you today, Dr. Really? David Delka. Right. It's, it's all ZZ Top for ZZ you. ZZ Top for yeah, me. Yeah. ZZ Top. I saw those guys back uh, back in the day. Did you ever see those? Are you old enough to to uh, actually have, have seen I them in concert? I think I remember seeing them back then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now we know who was in the devil's lettuce. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're wearing your platform shoes, probably. I had my stacked heels <laughs> and your uh, and your low neck sweater. Low neck sweater, <laughs> yeah, little zipper, you know, right there. <laughs> Look out! I always wanted a zipper shirt. Did yeah, you to really start the school year off? Yeah, no way. Wow. Mom would take us to Sears. Sears, Sears. You and I should share do. stories because my parents, my parents did did, did very very well, um, and I was an only child, so they didn't have to you know buy for a, a parcel of kids. Yeah. But they made me wear tough skins. Tough skins from Sears? Because I was husky. And, and, and back husky in, pants? Yes. Because yeah. back in the 70s, everybody was wearing faded stuff. I think I'm a little bit older than you are. Faded stuff, you know, I mean, Levi's. That's why I wear Levi's all the time now. Yeah. And uh, you couldn't take tough skins. And I took rocks and tried to make them fade yeah. and look cool. Yeah. And you couldn't it's do like it. like wearing cardboard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Even a stick of dynamite. You couldn't oh, kill those yeah. things. Wash these things, please, before you wow. make me wear them. <laughs> That's why I'm in broadcasting today, because my parents put me in tough skins. Tough skins. We're, we're having a, a little therapy session right now because of that, right? I think Jimmy's not only a life coach, but he must be a therapist. Yes, so. yes, he is. Anyway, here's this. Uh, this guy looks familiar. That's that's some that's kind it. of looking guy wow. right there. Look, Look at, at that. that. That's him in the flesh there. Mm. <laughs> in the flesh? In the flesh. In the black and white picture, in the flesh. In the yeah. flesh. What do you oh, like okay. better? Oh, by the way, he's going to sign that for us a little bit uh, later on. So, All right. Thanks for coming, Big Stuff. It was good to see you uh uh, Saturday night. Saturday night at, at the Susan's, gala. Uh, yeah. yeah, rescue and hunt. I was a little shocked. I didn't know you were going to be there. And then Jay and uh, Tracy Arnson yeah. were there. I was standing there waiting for for um, Dan because he had to go get Kaylee. She parked in in North Dakota. <laughs> she parked on the other side of the Brave Stadium, I think, oh, yeah. where she ended up parking. The Waverly is an awesome place. I've been yeah. there before. But when it fills up, you can't get a spot. No. Well, you pull in and you say, can I get some parking? They said, well, all that's filled. You'll have to go across the street. Yeah. That's yeah. what they told yeah. her. Yeah. So you were, an hour later, you came back with Kaylee. I was standing there <laughs> waiting on you. And then David and uh, Tricia walked in. Yep. Wow, she looked gorgeous. I don't know why she's still with you. Yeah. None of us do. <laughs> I'm not making any comment about that. <laughs> anyway, it's good to have the good doctor here and Jimmy Starnes. Jimmy's wife is named 
Mandy. Yeah. Did you know that? And I they have they have two kids. Yeah. We have a clip of Jimmy singing yeah. to his wife Julie. before she's his wife. All right. As she proposed. This is why she said yes. Okay. Listen to this. I knew that song was <laughs> Is that you? That is, wow. That is, it's a cover of Barry Manilow's Mandy, yes. It sounds just like him. Though. Yeah, it does, really. You did a great job. That's why you are so successful. You're not just another pretty face. Listen to that voice. No doubt when you sang to her, how many years ago? Uh, 17, if it was before we got married. So. Yeah. You better know that, yes. right? 17. Yeah. Man. Did you ever give her those lyrics of mandy absolutely i am a huge barry manilow fan are you oh, serious? Yeah. really because of that song God, yeah boy. you are no a fan and then i married a mandy i am a fan all right oh baby. which came first did you like i'm gonna set out and find a woman named mandy or did you like god this is so cool i love the song mandy you've given me a mandy that's kind of a secret okay <laughs> yeah no i did i i found a, a great woman and she she the best part about it was she was named mandy so that was like checking yeah. all the boxes and and now, it, is her name mandy or is it Amanda. Amanda. Okay. Yeah. And so. they met at the Copacabana, so that makes it even better. So. <laughs> so how do we go to ZZ Top to Barry? <laughs> wow. Uh, that's too good. Well, uh, you it's know, like Arnold Schwarzenegger and Richard Simmons, <laughs> or Doctor, or Doctor David Delkin scented candles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> there we ding, go. Ding. <laughs> hey, did you win anything in the uh, in the big? Uh, yeah, we were. I tried. You, I wanted that Jeff Foxworthy. Uh, you did. Right. Yeah, I yeah. tried and I tried and I was. Somebody kept bidding outbidding. against some bigger pockets than mine. <laughs> Let me ask you this now. Now we we met Jeff uh, at the Atlanta Mission mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, wasn't he? He's yeah. a great guy. He's amazing and loved the redneck stuff. Were you as surprised as I was that as soon as they presented that? Now we had Tuscany trips and Glocks and baseball stuff and GT stuff. When they brought the redneck stuff out. Hands were going oh, up man. all over yeah, the place. Yeah, were rednecks like, all over that place. Yeah, they were rednecks. Did that yeah. surprise <laughs> Rich rednecks. <laughs> Not me. Rich rednecks. Because <laughs> you and I had to go to Sears to get our our Our, yeah. our tough skins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we had a great time. But I do remember you raising your hand. I just can't remember what it was. Yeah, and then one time I raised my hand and I was pointing at somebody and Dan called me out. For the, that's that's Delk in the back. We'll take know. that. I don't know how many people paying. I saw. They were like scratching <laughs> there, and paying. I thought they were bidden. So, well, that's why I said it. It's very dangerous to scratch your face yeah. at an auction, yeah, and people were doing that or yeah. going, "Oh, hey!" Yeah, exactly. Anyway, good to have Jimmy. And you have two kids. How old are your kids? I do. Uh, my son is about to turn fourteen this week, and right. my daughter is twelve. Caleb and Millie. Oh wow! So you're experiencing the beginnings of teenagehood I, I feel like yeah. i have to we'll pray over you yes. yeah yeah you I need, need prayer mm-hmm. yeah we both love to tell about it right that's why he's being a life coach yeah that exactly <laughs> so so we want to talk about fca and your connection with fca and the life coach thing when you were growing up when you were where, where are you from are you from atlanta yeah, atlanta originally and then alpharetta area yeah okay so yeah. when you were growing up you're going to middle school high school were you the kind of kid that just encouraged people, and uh, is that how you got into this? this? Is something that was kind of in you? Yes, this. I mean, if you think about it, when you when you look back over your life and and kind of get the perspective, I always did want to help others. I always wanted others to do well. I wanted them to, um, you know, at, at then you don't know that you're trying to help people get where God is 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 getting them in life. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was a peer counselor. I was. 
I, I, you know, at the end of the day, I was, I was waking up trying to add value to people without even thinking about it, you know, when I was a kid. So, I mean, did your parents deposit that in you? How did you pick that up? I mean, besides being a God thing, you know, the whole God thing that's on the, the seed that's on the inside of you that someday will be your garden, your fruit, right? But uh, to be spiritual, because this is a Christian station. Right. Yeah. But, um, I mean, do you think your parents ha- were involved in that? Or your siblings? Did you have siblings? I do. I think my parents um, and step-parents and uh, brothers and sisters all did add to that. But I think ultimately, as a child, I wanted people to be happy and successful, probably because um, I wanted that for myself as well. But I, I, I don't know. You know, you when you dig deep like that, you really do. There's giftedness there, and there's probably some... Um, of that that comes out of, you know, my own insecurity and mm-hmm. wanting to be accepted and valued and mm-hmm. valuable. So mm-hmm. and I wasn't a believer, you know, when I had those things coming out of me. Um, so it was really cool to when when I did become a believer, it was really cool to see it, you know, uh, how God used those, yeah. those times to turn it into what he did today. It's amazing how he does that, isn't it? Jimmy Starnes here. He is a life coach, uh, more than a life coach, really executive coach. You help leaders and uh, teams, and teams and leaders need life coaching, don't they? You had to be uh, successful uh, and still uh, growing in success to be able to give others pointers or to point the way for, you know, for leaders and, and teams. Tell us about your story. How, how, how has life coaching that you're giving out now, how did that uh, culminate in your life personally? Sure. I was I from a young age, I was always fascinated with leadership, great leaders, um, you know, growing just as a human being, an individual. At that time, I was fascinated with leadership. And, you know, the the older I got, the more I started to realize leadership as a stewardship. So not as a let me exert my power over this organization or these people or whatever. But yeah, I'd like to be in charge and I'd like to be in leadership. Um, because I feel like I could serve the organization best in that seat. Hmm. And um, whether it was high school, college, or even afterwards, um, I've always been um, drawn to not just great organizations, but great organizations that matched up with my values in leadership. So hmm. whether that was uh, sports or fraternity or you know even a jo- the first job that I had, you know, I really believed in the product that I was selling and knew that they 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 believed in me and it worked really, really mm-hmm. well. You know, it's the same with marriage, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Found somebody that wasn't um, overly impressed with me, but I knew she would make me a, a better man. You know, Mandy does a really good job of of helping me to be the, the man that God called me to be. Whereas, you know, I had other people around me that they were just, you know, blowing smoke and it really wasn't real. <laughs> right, right. You know, and so that's for me, that's where that came from. And then you get into your career, and I had a I had a long career in sales and executive leadership and things like that. But I started to realize, you know, if, if I want to be the best at what God gifted me to do, it's going to take a shift in mm-hmm. my career. Mm-hmm. So I had aspirations of one day running Home Depot, you know, being the CEO of Home Depot, awesome. which was it was a great goal. Yeah, sure. But I I think God showed me early in my career um, that doing what I'm doing now in executive coaching and life planning and life coaching, man, maybe I could be the best or one of the best if I followed that path. And it was really difficult leaving a really neat corporate environment and a steady paycheck and things like that and going out, you know, in faith and you know, taking that leap. And uh, it's worked out really good so far, but it was terrifying at the time. It still is sometimes terrifying. Now, that whole shift, we're talking with Jimmy Starnes, that whole shift, uh, when you presented that to Mandy, 
Okay. Was it a surprise to her? Was it a, oh my God, I need to sit down. Say that again. I mean, how was that? Or was that something that she said, you know, I knew this was coming. You know, I want to help you do that. How did that all happen? Yeah, we had been thinking and praying about it for a long time. And truthfully, saving for that moment, uh, investing in courses, um, our savings account, uh, getting us prepared for it. So about 10 years before I started the business, we were at North Point Community Church in Alpharetta, and we did a class called The Blueprint for Life. And I remember in the class writing this crazy, it was like this, write this crazy job description that if you could do whatever you wanted, this mm-hmm. is what you would do. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this thing about being, I didn't even know what a life coach was. And I write this paragraph, I the people, my good friends around us, they'll remember some of this, but... I write this stuff down and then you start, you don't even think about it for years. And then over the years, you, you know, slowly you start to think more and Hey, there is a life coach. Oh, I like that. You know, and you start to think about the reality is this without divine intervention and the support of my wife and friends, Mm -hmm. this should have never worked. Mm. Wow. And it took 10 years to really play it out. Is that one of the keys that you have in your message as you talk to individuals and to teams that there's no way that you can do this on your own. You have gifts and talents and a lot of potential. You know, there's a lot of people out there with a lot of potential. Sure. I see potential in people all over the place, sure. but they're not full tilt boogie into their potential, not producing what really could be. You, there's got to be other dynamics or other cogs in your in your machine that you need to connect with, right? Yes. Is that one of the keys? Absolutely. And it's the idea behind it, truthfully, guys, is – it's not a let's try to control the future and manipulate God and, and do what, what we want to do. It's the idea of what does God want to do through your life that you can be, you know, begin to create, right? So it's this idea, if you, if you want to run a marathon, what does that look? You can't just go out and do it tomorrow necessarily, mm-hmm. but you want to start to create these ideal futures that unlock the potential, right? Love that. We're going to hear more about leadership and more about uh, FCA with Jimmy Starnes and uh, the big guy here, big stuff, Dr. David Delk. Mm-hmm. Let's take a hard break. We'll be right back. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Ratcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. Faith Talk Live with Rick and Dan, a bowl of crunchy granola in a cornflakes world on Faith Talk Atlanta. <laughs> He's I think, having spasms over I think here you again. And I, you and I should go on tour as a ZZ Top cover band. Do you play anything? I do. Do you for real? Uh, yeah. Air drums. Air drums. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, I should have prayed about that before I asked yeah. that question. Welcome to Monday, Monday's edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This makes a fun Monday. Yeah, you, yeah. No, no doubt you recognize the voice I just... Not Dan's, of course, Dan's. Not ZZ Top's. Everybody knows Dan's voice, right? Went to the gala the other night. It's Dan Ratcliffe, Dan Ratcliffe, and Footprints. And, uh, and they it, said, who's the guy standing next to him? Well, <laughs> you know, although, that's what they say. Although I've got a new feature coming up, which I should be famous. What's although, it called? Uh, it's, we're not sure. Uh, <laughs> although Mark, uh, Susan's husband, Mark Norris, called me Rick on the way out. So, oh, he did? So everybody knows Rick, too. So Yeah, and, and, he, and he called, he called uh, Kaylee Taylor. Kaylee Taylor, so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes. But what did he call Susan? He didn't call her Susan. <laughs> 
Yes, dear, I think is what he called her. Yes, no, he called dear. her Saving Susan Ministries. Oh, yeah. Bring that up. That? Thank you very much. Notice it wasn't the old guy that did that. I did say it. Instead of ballet, I, I said buffet. Yeah. yeah. And see, we the didn't, Atlanta buffet. And we didn't drink before the show. So no. there you go. I had one of those lemonade cocktails. Did y'all have one of those? They were, they were yeah. called mocktails. I liked it. Yeah. I called it a cocktail. Yeah. Okay. Lemonade. Love it. it Thank was you, a, Susan. It was, it was a great time. It really, really was. It's a great time this morning. Uh, Thanks uh, to uh, Dr. David Delk for bringing Jimmy Starnes, owner and executive uh, coach. Uh, I love this. Our primary focus is helping leaders and teams maximize their potential. And we'll talk more about that and how you guys met in just a second. Pastors Appreciation Event coming up in Rocktober. October 19th. October is really closer than, I mean, it's like September's like. It's a couple of weeks away. It's gone. Mm -hmm. So I'd like to get out of September because I've had enough hurricane stuff. And I know Maria is trying to uh, yeah. bust up the DR so that Bethany and David mm-hmm. will stay at your house and have a honeymoon. Yeah, they're supposed to be going there <laughs> on Sunday. Uh, their wedding is Saturday, and they're supposed to be leaving Sunday morning to go down there. And I think the hurricane is supposed to cross over like by Thursday, I think. Yeah. It looks like it might hit the Dominican Republic. So hopefully there will be a hotel for them to go yeah. to. Yeah, well, let's get yeah. out of this season, September, then we yeah. do that. We've got October the 19th, and it's going to be where? At the uh, Crown Plaza Ravinia. You all, uh, yeah. I almost last said week, the Renaissance Waverly. Last week we had those two going. It was <laughs> yeah. like, okay, where are we this yeah. weekend? And uh, the speaker is Is Dr. Be- A.R. Bernard, so come hear him, and uh, pastors just get poured into instead of being poured out of. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, it's going to be really cool. Faith Talk, uh, Faith Talk, uh, I almost said Faith Talk America, faithtalkatlanta.com. And the AtlantaBuffet.com. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Save and Susan. Yeah. I'm thinking that she'll not ask us for next year's gala. What do you hey, think? She just needs to change her name. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. To Save to and Susan. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why hope. I get them mixed up, yes. because her name's Susan. Yeah. You get Jen and Tracy in there, and they yeah. get all wicked out. But you Same mentioned as- how amazing that first gala was for them. She she grabbed the team together. Somebody led that. I mean, you can't just pray and hope that a bunch of good people come to you, right? You mm-hmm. don't do that as a leader, and you don't do that as a leader. And no doubt you talk to teams and individuals that say, hey— you may have to throw out and shift and paradigm shift and all kinds of stuff that you've done before mm-hmm. to get something that where you really want to go. When you talk to individuals and teams, do you find that sometimes it's difficult for them to get rid of the stuff that's kind of their pets, the sacred mm-hmm. cows that maybe had got them uh, pretty far? Absolutely. But not to where they want to go? Absolutely. And, and how difficult is it to get them to get rid of that? Yeah, absolutely. There's a great, um, you know, shift if you think about it this way that, you know, on our own, we can get so far with a great group around you. You can get so far. But what gets you, you know, a great example with that would be sports teams. It's, you know, a sports team that wins the championship one year. Mm -hmm. It's really hard for them to come back and do it again. You look at the Atlanta Falcons or even the Patriots this year. Not a lot of the same guys, same goal, but not a lot of the same guys. But the the cool learning of, of through all of that is this is that you know in each particular season, um, what got you there is not going to be what gets you there the next time. Typically, that's mm-hmm. a typical learning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then you've also got to have people that push you you know further, right? Like my my main job with a lot of my clients and 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 the teams that I work with is to not just push them 
further, but to also challenge them to see things differently as they move into those new futures and not think that what got them where they are today is going to get them there, you know, in the future. And mm-hmm. that's the neat thing that I love about watching other leaders around me and why I continue to to learn and educate myself is that if I'm going to grow as a leader, I have to do the exact same thing that I'm telling everybody else to do. Mm. Um, and it's it's fascinating. There's a great, you know, there's a great movie. I think it came out in 2015 called Burnt. And it's it's a it's a movie about a really good chef, a Michelin rated chef that's trying to get what they call his third star. And there's a great scene in the movie where one of his peers, one of the people he's worked with for a long time, says to him, hey, we need you. In order, in order to, to for us to get where we're going, we need you to lead us, you know, kind of past where where we are currently. Mm-hmm. We need you to lead us into the future. We need you so that we'll be better in the future. And that's really what coaching and what I do is all about: is the idea that, you know, if we're if we're lazy, we can't be courageous and move forward into the future and comfortable at the same time. Mm. Just doesn't work. You can be one or the other, but you can't do both, right? So we've got to be courageous. And we've got to have others around us leading us into these great, you know, future things. And that's obviously where God comes in for us is when we're following him, we look for that leadership around us and we get and we join God in what he's doing. Mm. Jimmy Starnes talking about leadership. Jimmy is owner and executive uh, coach. We're going to talk about his connection with FCA and how he met uh, the good doctor here in just seconds. I kind of want to stay on this uh, in this jag here. So uh, you have talked to teams, you have influenced or inspired teams, encouraged teams, whatever you fill in the blank with, with the word, but you're, you're getting them to see differently and uh, seeing their own potential probably in, in the beginning and that they can actually do that. Do you have any stories? Uh, and you don't have to mention names or companies if you want to. It's cool. But uh, tell us maybe a story or two of uh, folks or teams that you saw they had, you know, they, they wanted to go somewhere and just kind of the process, how you help them. Yeah, the, the, the process is it's not overly complicated, to be honest. And again, it's not um, it's not something that it's not easy, but it's not overly complicated. So when you think about let think personal or team breakthrough, let's just start there. What we do um, as coaches and what we're trying to do is we're not trying to tell people what they should do or think or how they should act or where their company should go. Mm-hmm. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to gain perspective on how they got to where they are mm-hmm. and then where they want to go in the future. And a lot of personal breakthrough that I find happens when you have a good perspective, you understand where you came from, how you got to where you are, mm-hmm. and then where you're trying to get to. What typically happens in that process is people say, that's too difficult. That's too, I can't do that. I'm not a good enough speaker, writer, author, pastor, executive, or whatever. I can't, I can't do that because I, I need to make money. The fear jumps in immediately mm-hmm. and just overwhelms you. And we all know that we've got someone fighting against us as believers that wants us to lose. And mm-hmm. so it's really easy in our laziness to get that voice and let it be the loudest. Mm. Now, it's funny because I work with believers and non-believers. Mm-hmm. The breakthrough typically happens when the individual or the team understands for themselves what they want and has the courage to go do it. Mm. That's really the biggest thing. So when uh, when I do life plans are the, are the biggest ones where I see this. Someone will come in to do a life plan. Remember, a life plan is not about controlling your life or anything like that. It's about creating this ideal future. When people have the chance 
to sit and stop and gain perspective and then dream without fear, mm-hmm. you see a lot of breakthrough. Mm-hmm. And a lot of companies, including my own coaching business that we're talking about right now, was yeah. started with me going, what if I, what if I w- wasn't afraid to fail? What if I wasn't afraid to fail? What could God do through my life? Hmm. The easy path for me would have been to stay as an executive and, you know, be a VP of sales or run companies right. or do that would have been the easy path. For right. Me. Right. And I hate to say that because I know some people that's their dream. That's what they want. The hard path for me was to say, am I really going to step out in faith and do this and, and take a risk? And it, this should never work. Like it's, it's a crazy idea, right? This is, this thing makes sense. And it was interesting. I had a piece about two months after thinking that, thinking, I'm really going to do this. Mm. But what I, all that had happened is I stopped letting fear control the, the created future, and I started to be courageous. And that was hard for me. I don't wake up in the morning full of courage, Yeah, <laughs> truthfully. I mean, I wake up full of a lot of things, but not courage. Um, courage is something that, honestly, that's why I, I have the people I do around me and my wife and kids and um, David Delk is a great friend of mine now, but we didn't know each other when we were going through some times like that with even him personally. Mm. How difficult is it that someone that has failed and then, because I love what you're saying, and, and no doubt you failed in, 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 in different things. You've Absolutely. dusted yourself off Absolutely. and connected with other leaders and they've encouraged you and you've, you've moved right along. There are folks that uh, are moving right along and they fail. And then you present to them and say, hey, just take fear out of the picture. What would happen? I mean, we would all be supermen and and whatever we wanted to do, Mm -hmm. right? Right. Money were no option. Right. Fear was not there. Right. But we'd be done. We'd be gone. Right. But what happens is a failure, that that voice can constantly nag at you. What do you do with a nagging voice? Uh, And then folks that have failed, how do you get them back up? Sure. Well, there's, it's, that's a complicated question, but I'll give you a, I'll give you a simple answer to okay. it. Failure should not be the defining moment or the, the identity definers of our life, right? That's just a lie, right? So if we look at what's true, that, that's one of the things I love about the coaching that I get to do is this. We are in the hunt for truth all the time. That's all we're doing, mm-hmm. right? And failure is, is, a, is, it can be a very devastating moment. It can be a very um, uh, depressing moment. It can it can cause a lot of different things to happen. But when you understand that it's part of the process to get where God wants you or to where you want to go in life, hmm. and it can be fuel, it changes the game. And we also got to remember that if we if we wake up in the morning and we start to let lies determine outcomes, hmm. that's a big problem because failure doesn't mean you're a failure. You know, you know, if, if you fail at a business or, you know, you miss a shot or you miss a field goal, I work with athletes and executives and things like that. Failure is always going to be part of the process mm-hmm. before you get to where you're going. And it will never, it will never stop being part of the process. The lie that we believe is failure determines, you know, where we're going in the future. Mm. Wow. That's good stuff Love right that. there. Jimmy Starnes, we're going to talk more his connection with FCA you know what? With this guy, we wouldn't be locked into the sweet spot of our mediocre radio careers. We, we could be pretty good. He could, <laughs> more than mediocre. We could be pretty good. Actually, we could be auctioneers for years. We're right here. <laughs> Thanks, David. Appreciate that. We'll be right back with uh, Jimmy and Dr. Delk. Stay with us. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. This is Faith Talk Live. 
Faith Talk Live with Rick Probst and Dan Ratcliffe. Now gluten-free with no preservatives added on Faith Talk Atlanta. I think you could pull that off, that voice, that vocal, Dr. David Delk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were talking about driving uh, PT Cruisers, uh, you know, what, 20 years ago when they were hip. And uh, Jimmy had one uh, that he worked for a company, had flames on the side. That's the song you need playing loud. Not very bad. PT Cruiser? With a little Barry Manilow in the background for Harmonutics. <laughs> that could Dr. Harmonutics. Look out. Oh, my goodness. Welcome to Monday, Monday edition of Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Prost. I'm Dan Radcliffe. Jimmy Starnes, uh, Starnes uh, life coach, uh, Starnes and Associates. Uh, is that what it is? Starnes and Associates? Or did I just make that up? It is Starnes and Associates. <laughs> it sounds good, doesn't That's- it? Sometimes I type stuff, and then later on I'm like, did I really type that? Not sure. Anyway, we're going to talk more about his connection with FCA. Good to see the good doctor uh, here, good Dr. David Delk. Or what did I call him in the first segment? Big guy or big stuff. Big guy, right? big stuff. Or big stuff big, or something. Yeah, big man. Yeah. So did you, you come up na- with a new name? You get names all the time. There's some names we can't repeat around here. That's okay. That's okay. Got my little duck. <laughs> and a stress ball that he got yeah, for you as well. That was so for you, can... you, by the way. You Rick, seem to be a little stressed Rick. the last time I saw you. Yeah. But uh, anyway, tomorrow's show, great show. Rachel Faulkner-Brown is back. She is a speaker, a catalyst coming up, the 5th and the 6th. At the, uh, where is it, Dan? The Infinite Energy Center. See, I love it how he says that. So I can say it one more time. <laughs> the Infinite Energy Arena, actually, I think is what it is. Yeah. Uh, and uh, this year, uh, of course, uh, Andy Stanley's going to speak. Tim Tebow going to be there. Christine Kane's going to knock it out of the park. Mm-hmm. Bill Hybels there. Hillsong Music and more. We're going to be there doing our show live for two days. The 5th and 6th. Yeah, it's going to be real, really cool. You can find that out on our website, faithhawkatlanta.com. I wonder if the Phoenix guys are going to be there. Phoenix Coffee. Uh, I think so. Again? Yep. Those guys are a riot. And they have Those good coffee, two? too. Yeah, they do. So uh, check that out. Find out more at uh, faithtalkatlanta.com. Meanwhile, Jimmy Starnes, we're talking about the connection and what you do, and I find it fascinating. We've got to have you back uh, to just kind of dig into more of that how did you meet this guy? What's your connection with FCA? I know you, you said you were involved in sports when you were younger sure. and probably in college, et cetera. Were you in FCA then or what? I was. I was only in FCA uh, in high school for the free chicken biscuits. <laughs> um, I was not a believer, but they always would have free Chick-fil-A. So, of course, you just yeah. show up, grab a biscuit, and get yeah, the co- heck out of there. Right, right? exactly. Um, but I, I've always loved FCA. I did play college sports at, at West Georgia. I don't look like it. I probably look like I, I was a, you know, I'm a Barry Manilow fan. So you're, you're probably thinking, <laughs> you know, mediocre diver at West Georgia. Long distance <laughs> runner. Yeah. But uh, uh, we got connected, and I'll let you tell the story, D. Um, we got connected through a mutual friend who actually um, told you about me years before we actually met. And I would even say for me and D, and I'll, I'll, I'll say this and I'll let you tell the story, that it was a divine meeting. It was a divine connection when we finally did get together. So. Yep. Yeah, uh, David Farmer, Chick Fil A. Mm-hmm. We're sitting down, and he's helping me with some, you know, just some coaching pointers uh, about leadership. And tell me about you know life coaching. And uh, threw out a couple of names, and one of Jimmy's or Jimmy's names, not one of his names, but Jimmy's name was uh, part of that. His How many names does he have? His witness yeah, protection his, name. I do. It's Jimmy. <laughs> I have a few. Barry. This is one of his names. But a couple of years go by, didn't do anything with it, uh, and then I hit uh, this year with where. This past year has been 
a year where I lost perspective on some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, ministry can be difficult. Yes. Yeah. And I know on, on the way here, I drove through a patch of road where there was a lot of fog and you couldn't see mm-hmm. very far in front of you. And I think that's where I, I had hit a patch in the road in my life where I couldn't see very far in front of me. Mm. And so uh, I said, this is a time where I need a life coach. I need somebody to help coach me through this time in my life where I can't see where I'm headed. Mm-hmm. Now, I know I'm doing good things for the Lord. I know that what I've called to, but right now I'm very confused. And so I reached out to Jimmy and he and I had a great uh, chicken biscuit at Chick-fil-A and uh, shared a little bit of my story. I said, you think you can help me? He said, absolutely. And so I never will forget the when we first started the life coaching plan process, we talked about life turning points. Is mm-hmm. that is that the mm-hmm. right term? Life turning points. And we went through every life turning point that I could think of from the time that I was young. Mm-hmm. The first one I could think of where mom and dad said, we're getting a divorce mm-hmm. to all the way to my age right now and some of the things I've dealt with this year. Mm-hmm. And he used a key word a minute ago, perspective. Yeah. Yeah. He helped me understand through these coaching tips and life turning points we put all these life turning points up on the board and we went through every season of my life and it brought back a very clear perspective of what God was doing in my life. Wow. And so then what that brought was peace, a peace that surpasses all understanding that I I could now see the perspective on the wall of what God was doing in my life. And so he and I just kind of high fived each other, but it was, it was two days of very intense digging in to my life about everything that God had done over the last, you know, 40 or 50 years. Sometimes you can't see that because you're just looking at day by day and the battle that's right in front Mm -hmm. of you. But when Mm -hmm. you stand back and you see Mm -hmm. the last 40 or 50 years of your life and what God's been doing in it, it brings total clarity. How common is that, Jimmy, for, for the, and, and and kudos to this amazing leader because he is and always has been to humble himself and say, because he's a big old boy yeah. in, in every way. Yeah. Then he says, I need help. Mm-hmm. And here you and a younger man yeah. as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What does that say? Yeah. And how common is that for someone to not see what's behind them to see the, all the pieces come together? Sure. So I'll address that. It, so it's a fascinating process that has nothing to do with age or anything like that. Again, it's what I what I'm trying to be the best in the world at is gaining perspective in the search for truth to help people move forward. Hmm. And when me and uh, David sat down, I just, one, I, I could see what he couldn't see right off the bat. And that doesn't mean that I'm, I can read the future. Mm-hmm. I just ha- didn't have the emotion mm-hmm. attachment like wow. that, that he was going That's through. That's so good right there. But you got to remember the best part about the coaching process. It's not about me telling David what to do. It was me getting in a room and us searching for truth together so he discovers it wow. and it changes his life. Not me saying, well, gosh, I saw it at Chick-fil-A the first time. So the fa- it's a very emotional process because you're cheering for your friend and client at the same time that they're going through all of this. Mm-hmm. But the powerful part of it is, again, when we find truth and we start to look backwards, what we realized with David was, man, God is faithful. Yeah. He has gotten you here. He saved your life more than once. Yes. Um, and, and that was spiritual and physical. And then all of a sudden he gives him this hope and future that 
all of a sudden just pops out. Yeah. Wow, that is amazing. I hate to cut it off right there. We're at the end of the show. we got to have you back. Yeah. And Dan and I need to have a chicken biscuit with you. <laughs> or two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Two or sessions. <laughs> two sessions. And see, part of that, you came on this show. Yeah. We have transformed that was a, your life. That was a big turning point in your life. <laughs> yes, thank you show. for that perspective because I had lost perspective. <laughs> it's good to have you guys. we got to have you back. Tomorrow's going to be a great show. Everybody have an amazing Monday. This is Faith Talk Live. I'm Rick Probst. And I'm Dan Radcliffe. We'll see you.